Hello, welcome to another episode of Wisdom of Pope Francis. This is a podcast where we delve into all the teachings of Pope Francis and kind of take a deeper dive and see how his teachings apply to our lives and also how they apply to the world that he's speaking to. I am Catholic Anonymous. I have a blog over at catholicanonymous.blog where you can find all sorts of cool stuff about the faith, video reflections on the Catholic faith, other posts, and also other episodes of this particular podcast. I've been going through Fratelli Tutti, which is an encyclical that Pope Francis most recently came out with, uh, just maybe a month or two ago. And it addresses the issues of friendship and fraternity, not just between individuals and communities, but in the world at large, and just about the need that the world has right now for greater unity and greater cooperation in a spirit of friendship. A couple weeks ago, I finished up chapter two, and I'll be diving into chapter three now. In this chapter, Pope Francis really addresses the way in which so many of us can turn inward. And not just individuals, like people who are just kind of loners and, and don't think about anyone but themselves, but even communities or families that kind of turn inward and sort of become all about themselves and don't look outward to the community and reaching out to the community. So he begins the chapter mostly talking about individuals and groups. To quote him, he says, Closed groups and self-absorbed couples that define themselves in opposition to others tend to be expressions of selfishness and mere self-preservation. Unquote. Now this kind of echoes the spirit of his entire pontificate. When I say pontificate, I mean this, is, this sort of echoes the spirit of everything he's been doing as Pope. He's always saying, go out to the margins, get outside of yourself, get outside of your community, and reach out to people. More personally, though, I see our own family in this, and I, I think also with many conservative parishes and communities, you know, it's easy for us to say in our communities or our families, you know, we forward, now bar the door. And we focus so much on, on making sure our own community is healthy spiritually and emotionally, which is a good thing. But there's also a danger in turning so deeply into our own tribe and focusing on our own community that we miss the larger mission of the church, even as families. I think of this in terms of homeschool families or families at Catholic schools. Now, I, I want to say up front that families who have chosen to homeschool their children or raise them in Catholic schools are phenomenal. I mean, I seek to emulate many of these parents. When we have our own community or our own home that insulates us with people who all agree with us, though, how much do we think or care about people outside of that community, outside of our own tribe? Right, because we can become so busy with, with church ministries or volunteer stuff in our communities or tending to our kids that we forget that we also have a calling to minister to those outside of our community. Now, this really hits home with me because I'm generally antisocial, <laughs> and so is my wife in some ways. We're, we're kind of introverts. You know, we'd be happy with a cup of tea in the evening and reading a book or watching the British Baking Show while our children play Minecraft before bed. Now, all of that's nice, right? Nothing's wrong with that. Until that becomes all our life is. Just us doing our thing by ourselves. And I think Pope Francis is saying there's something wrong with that. That may be as American as apple pie, but that's not all that Christ calls us to. Now, the opposite problem, though, that one could argue is that there is a danger that if you, if you go out too much, you can become like everyone else. Catholic families in my parish homeschool for good reason. They don't want their children influenced by the world. Parents see themselves as the primary teachers of their children, which they are. 
But Pope Francis is not implying here that we ditch our convictions in reaching out to people. He's simply making the point that we need to be hospitable. We need to invite people out on the margins into our lives. Open your family, open your parish up to the larger community. A second point he makes that I found was really interesting in this chapter was kind of talking about this idea of fake virtue. Now, I found this really interesting. In Article 91, he says, quote, Without charity, we may perhaps possess only apparent virtues, incapable of sustaining life in common. And then a couple paragraphs later, he says in Article 94, Love, then, is more than just a series of benevolent actions. Those actions have their source in a union increasingly directed towards others, considering them of value, worthy, pleasing, and beautiful apart from their physical or moral appearances. So how do we fake virtue? Pope Francis says here what I think the Apostle Paul says as well in his first letter to the church in Corinth. In his famous chapter 13 on love, the Apostle Paul says that even if a Christian has amazing faith, and does miracles in the name of Jesus, all of it means nothing if he does not have love. So we Catholics can go to Mass. We can celebrate all the liturgical holidays. We can pray the rosary. We can do all those Catholic-y things. And it can mean nothing because we are not doing it out of love. And Pope Francis explains this pretty well, pulling us back to the story of the Good Samaritan, which he talks about a lot in chapter 2. In Article 101, he says, quote, The people walking by him, in other words, the people walking by the half-dead man in the story of the Good Samaritan, they did not heed their interior summons to act as neighbors. They were concerned with their duties, their social status, their professional position within society. They considered themselves important for the society of the time and were anxious to play their proper part. Now, what is he saying? Well, he's saying that The people who, in the story of the Good Samaritan, who passed by the half-dead man, that that Levi and that priest who decided they weren't going to help him, these were upstanding citizens. And what's interesting is that that was part of the problem. The Levi and the priest had somewhere important to be. They were important people. Maybe they were on their way to help with sacrifices in the temple. Maybe they thought the man was actually dead, and if they helped bury him, it would make them ritually unclean, and then they would have to go through this whole process of being made ritually clean so they could worship in the temple again. You know, why complicate my religious life by helping this man who's probably dead anyway? There was no openness to what God might be asking them to do in the moment, outside of their own agenda. So having structure in life can be good. You know, I highly recommend it. I I need structure in my life. You know, I get up in the morning, this is what I'm going to do, then I'm going to go here, then I'm going to do that. Otherwise, I'd get nothing done. But we can be so caught up in our social status, our jobs, and even our duties that we miss the Holy Spirit tugging at us to do something that's not on our schedule for the day, something that's not a part of our five-year plan for our lives. I personally have these inherent standards in my mind for what a good Catholic life with a good Catholic family and a good Catholic marriage should look like. And what I have discovered is that all of that is just a made-up construct in my head of what I think holiness is, but it isn't the real thing. Real holiness means following God into the darkness. It means being open to loving the people he puts in our lives, whether we think they fit there or not.
third point I find interesting in chapter 3 is he asks the question, how does this affect how we treat each other on a larger scale in terms of countries and peoples in the global community? Because remember, Pope Francis is always having in mind, you know, everybody, right? The Catholic Church is this sprawling institution spread out all over the world. So he has, he has the whole world in mind here. Pope Francis says in Article 125, this presupposes a different way of understanding relations and exchanges between countries. If every human being possesses an inalienable dignity, if all people are my brothers and sisters, and if the world truly belongs to everyone, then it matters little whether my neighbor was born in my country or elsewhere. My own country also shares responsibility for his or her development, although it can fulfill that responsibility in a variety of ways." Unquote. Now, I love it that Pope Francis never lets us off the hook. I also kind of hate it <laughs> that he never lets us off the hook. But he drives home the point that what is good for the individual is good for the entire world. If I need to love my neighbor next door, then countries need to love other countries next door. I am my neighboring country's keeper. So the idea that we, as conservative Christians in the United States, for example, can be good, wholesome people in our communities and yet not care about people in other countries, in our day and age, is a denial of what Jesus calls us to do. Whether we want to be or not, we are all connected. Our economies are connected. The leaders we elect in the United States, especially, affect everyone else in the world. So countries have a responsibility to put policies and laws in place that consider how other countries will be affected. Our government must interact with other countries in a way that respects the dignity of the people there. There's a sense in which that whole theme, America first, has merit, definitely. Let's make sure we take care of our own. But it cannot mean America only as though the decisions we make for our own benefit don't affect everyone else, because they do. Now, he really drives home this point. You know, Pope Francis sees the problems in our world today as unsolvable without international cooperation. It just won't happen. Now, Article 126 says, quote, We are really speaking about a new network of international relations, since there is no way to resolve the serious problems of our world if we continue to think only in terms of mutual assistance between individuals or small groups. Nor should we forget that inequity affects not only individuals but entire countries. It compels us to consider an ethics of international relations. Now, when I read that, I gotta say, that entire comment is way above my pay grade. <laughs> I, I have no clue what that's supposed to look like. I, I leave that to the, the people who are in charge of things and a lot smarter than me to know what to do. I know that Pope Francis is not big on communism, despite what many people say about him, but that is way above my pay grade. But at the same time, that's what he's calling us to as, as countries and as governments. I think to sum this up, Pope Francis is encouraging us to turn ourselves outward as individuals and also as larger groups and countries. We may have our own closed idea of how our lives should go or how we would like our communities and country to be, but to live out true Christianity, to live out true Catholicism, means letting go of our tribal mentality. We need to love the world as it is and not retreat from it because we are too afraid it will spoil us. This reminded me of a lovely story that I heard about St. Nicholas and uh, an another saint. Let's, let's say St. Felix just for the sake of the story. 
So St. Nicholas and St. Felix are up in heaven, and they decide that they're going to spend a day going down and hanging out on planet Earth for a little bit and see what's going on. And so this is kind of like an older story. So, you know, they're, they're walking through the woods together, and they're, you know, dressed in their pristine, you know, saintly clothing. And so they're walking through this, this forest, and they see a man trying to push uh, uh, one of his wagon out of this, this just pile of mud. And, he, and the man is trying so hard, and he can't do it. And so they see this man, and St. Felix thinks, well, I don't want to spoil my clothes here. I, I'm, you know, I, I look really nice right now. I mean, how, how would I look at the pearly gates when I go back up if I, if I got into the mud with this man? But St. Nicholas, on the other hand, you know, takes off his coat, dives into the mud, and starts helping the man push the, push the wagon out of the mud and, and you know, helps him out. And so St. Nicholas, all muddy, and St. Felix, looking pristine, go back up to heaven. You know, and St. Peter sees them at the gate. And uh, he says, oh, I, see, I see what the two of you did today. Well, St. Nicholas, uh, because you helped this man, children will celebrate you every single year on Christmas. And everyone will remember you with, with joy and love and, and warmth. You will, you will never be forgotten. And he turns to St. Felix and he says, St. Felix, you will be remembered on one feast day every couple years in Transylvania. <laughs> so... And so I, <laughs> I apologize for shoehorning uh, that little Christmas story in there, but it is the season. Uh, and I think it kind of gets across sort of the point, right? I mean, Pope Francis once said to a group of youth, go out and make a mess, right? And, and when, when, we, when we go out of our communities, we interact with people who are going to say things that we just think are ridiculous or uncouth or that our we would never want our children to hear. We're going to interact with people who are going to hurt us. We're going, to, we're going to get our clothes dirty. That's the kind of church Pope Francis wants us to be. That's the kind of church that God wants us to have. But coming back to the main story, you know, the idea of you only live once or carpe diem or do what you want as much as you can simply does not fit with the Catholic way of living life. You and I are in the middle of a war, right? We're Frodo with the ring of power and we need to toss it into the volcano. And maybe we didn't ask for a lot of the responsibilities that we have. Maybe we didn't want it. But it's here. Our community needs us. Our parish needs us. And those responsibilities matter more than, frankly, the petty dreams that we come up with for our own lives. They matter more than our social status. They matter more than whatever idea we have of how our lives should play out. We're called by God into this adventurous life of love for our neighbor. I think Pope Francis wants us to embrace that. So these are my thoughts, uh, but I would love to know yours. So please go over to catholicanonymous.blog and feel free to comment there and let me know if you think anything I said was wrong or, or if you agree with me as well. That would be really encouraging. I want to let you know also that I've been doing a few videos and putting them up on YouTube of just reflections on aspects of the Catholic faith. There's one up there, for example, having to do with Advent and what Mary saw when she saw her, her child Jesus, and also just the fact that Christ is going to come again and how Christmas is really about looking at his first coming, but also thinking about his second coming. So, so I'd encourage you to go check those out, if, uh, and hopefully they would be an encouragement to your faith as well. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to be back next week with a new episode of the Wisdom of Pope Francis podcast. Thanks. God bless.